And we are recording. Mr. Andy Ruffle, he's hey, in hey. town. How you doing? Very well, sir. All good. Glad to be back in San Diego, man. It's like been amazing. We've only been here like 24 hours, but it's, uh, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. So yeah, really good to be back. I mean, you normally come out when it's the US Hall of Fame at uh, Chula Vista. That's been a couple yeah. of years, obviously. So yeah, well, I mean, ten, well, I think 10 years. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, like 10 years in a row, obviously went to the Hall of Fame. Um, but it's definitely one of my favorite cities. And I, I think if I had a choice of where I would live in America at the moment, I'm kind of between Miami and Vegas. Mm-hmm. It would definitely be San Diego. Not Los Angeles, it'd be San Diego. Yeah. You're no. very lucky to live here, mate. I know. I, I really love it here. It's, it's great, you know, and it's good, good for BMX as well. You know, a lot of people live here, good riding, and uh, it's great. Um, I guess before we start a little chit-chat, we'll just uh, talk a little bit about the podcast. This is actually a new podcast, obviously, with us setting up the uh, British BMX Hall of Fame. Um, you know, we do most of the podcast stuff is put on BMX Weekly. Uh, but I thought, you know, we already have a, um, a website and stuff, social media, so I thought we'd just set up a new little uh, podcast kind of branched off from BMX Weekly. So this is kind of episode one, new server and everything, and uh, we'll keep this pretty much all Hall of Fame British stuff, uh, people that we uh, interview from British, um, yeah, anything to do with British yeah. BMX or, or our history. Um, but obviously, that's, with that said, we've still done a lot already, which is still on BMX Weekly. If you, a lot of you guys have probably already listened to a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, very privileged, by the way, to be the first podcast in the new series. I love it. Episode one. Yeah. Well, that's it. So, okay, so why are you in town? I guess, first question. Um, well, a bit of business. Um, mm. You know, we're doing a lot of movie projects right now. Um, I can't be much more specific than that, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, we're doing a, a fairly big movie project. Uh, which is why I'm here, uh, and then we're up to LA for a lot of meetings, and then Las Vegas, and then then back to Miami. Uh, yeah. But it's all it's all basic meetings. I'm doing a lot of different stuff now. The uh, I'm relaunching the uh, World Electronic Music Hall of Fame, uh, which I haven't done for a long time. I did the last one in 2004. Oh wow! So yeah, we just got a big broadcast deal for that. So for 2023, so doing a lot of meetings on that, and uh, a few other projects as well. So yeah, I mean it's it's a busy time. And we're actually going to go riding tomorrow, right? And we're going to go riding. Well, actually, that's the main reason I'm here, mate, to be yes. honest. Cause, and, and also, I've got this, this, it's a bit of a strange situation because I'm loving my mountain bike, right? Yeah, I see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the, la- the last, like, year, I've had it about a year, I think, a year and a bit. And it's like, honestly, I'm having the most fun since I rode in, you know, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really, it's very interesting to me because I'm going to ride a BMX bike with you tomorrow. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to me whether I can actually, you know, but I've definitely enjoy this mountain bike way better than I ever thought I would and I've ridden a BMX bike properly for I don't know a long time so yeah. looking forward to riding with well, you well you did ride when, when last time I mean you did a podcast was about two years ago and you did come and went to we went to the pump track oh that's you know? right yes. yeah, yeah, yeah so you, yes. you have rode a little bit in between yeah yeah and um, I remember I remember you telling me that you'd never seen a rider my age ride with such finesse and skill <laughs> I mean honestly I remember that of course yes yes, yes. yes. but I also have a little bit of a confession which I meant to uh talk about in the podcast last time and it was like i was feeling a bit rough that day as you probably realize and i didn't really say much but i was out with bob haro the night before right. in cardiff by the sea right and uh, we had way too many margaritas so of course you know i literally woke up and then came down to see you and i was like literally yeah. i couldn't really say that i was like oh well dude i just woke up an hour ago and i've got a hangover from hell right uh, but yeah so we got through it though it was actually a great yeah. great fun podcast but yeah yeah i just thought that was hilarious that you know i'd been hanging out with bob the night before which is well, we, did the, we did the contract first and then we went into the podcast oh, so right. yeah, yeah. Yes. props for getting straight on the bike then yes yeah, yeah. yes it was uh but great fun though man so i'm really looking forward to riding tomorrow but cool. it, but if i had a choice this is what's interesting i mean i hate to say this but if i had a choice would i 
ride a BMX bike now or a mountain bike, I would definitely ride the mountain bike. Well, there's a lot of those, uh, uh, the mountain bikes now, not even the one that you've got kind of a cross country type thing, but you can yeah. get like those single geared ones or ones with less, you know, that are kind of BMX-y. Almost like a bit. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. But it's funny. I mean, I've got a, I've got a specialized um, a rock hopper, yeah. right? Which is like, I guess, the lowest on the range, you know, then they've got the stump jumper. Yeah. But I've got, I purposely got hardtail. Yeah. Because that reminds me more of a BMX, BMX bike. Yeah. And it's literally, I find myself doing BMX-y things yes. on, this, on this mountain bike. And it's it's incredible. I absolutely love it. I so. think that's every BMX when they get a mountain bike for the first time. I think that's the first thing you yeah. you do is you kind of see if you've got the same feel or yeah, jumping on curbs and all that. It's stuff. almost like yeah. riding a cruiser, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, but, they are very similar now. A lot of the bikes yeah. are, you know. But this feels yeah. better. Yeah. It's like you know, I'm mean, I'm I'm literally only just learning to do a few jumps and stuff. So yeah. I'm just about to do a little cross up now and. There's and a good like pump that. track in Miami. I see see uh, videos and stuff of one. It's um um yeah. See, so we went down there. I don't know. It was about ten years ago and did a bunch of climbs right. down in Miami. I think it might be all over park. Yeah, but it's near the yeah. BMX tracks down there as well. But anyway, I, I see stuff on there. It looks pretty cool. So you have no excuse yeah. not to do it. You know. Well, I right. just hope I haven't annoyed anyone by saying that. But if I'm honest, right now I'd rather ride the mountain bike. But yeah, you know, I'll get back. Yeah, it takes a while. It's yeah. a good way to ease back into it. Yeah. Uh, so last time me and you did a podcast, so we don't need to kind of go over all that stuff, and we're just going to do a little quick one. Um, we already talked about uh, again. If you haven't already listened to the first podcast we did, we talked about your history from when starting BMX, Team Ace, Mongoose. You know, getting good, winning battles with Tim March. Um, kind of, you know, the super class uh, moving into the first year of the pro class in '85. You know, battling with. Obviously, Tim, Geth, you know, Alan Woods yeah. and everybody. So we kind of covered all that stuff. And then we went, got, kind of got to where you exited racing, whether you won your last race in Tamworth. I think it was 87 or 88. 88. 88. Yeah. And uh, that was it. And that's where we kind of left the, the, the podcast with you. So we didn't really talk too much about afterlife. I think mm. a lot of people will follow you already, Andy, on, on social media and stuff. And we see you all over the place. You're in Miami. You're in Florida. You're in events and stuff so i thought maybe we'll dig into a little bit of that and sure. then uh, obviously yeah. we'll talk a little bit about the all the the latest update stuff on the uh, british bmx hall of fame stuff as well which Fantastic. is going great so yeah. where do you want to start with um too much uh, <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking. No, well yeah. actually well we, uh, yes i mean let's talk about Tim much well, well before we talk about tim i think the uh, what what was interesting to me when i i first stopped racing was the fact that within literally within two months i was doing something else and I never really looked back on, you know, certainly for the 90s um, and, and the most of the 2000s, I never looked back on, on the 80s very much. Right. Um, it's only like strange things would happen where, you know, I'd be in LA doing some meetings and, I'd, you know, there was one time, I'm going back a bit now, probably 10 years ago, but I was in LA in an elevator and this guy said, hang on a minute, are you that BMX guy from England? Da, da, da? And mm -hmm. he was quite an important guy. Yeah. And I ended up doing some deals with him. Yeah, perfect. And it was literally because he remembered me in the 80s. So yeah. that was the only time I really thought about it until the last 10 years or so when I think you know, a lot of us are thinking more about the 80s and yeah. et cetera. So yeah, I mean, within a couple of months I was off. Um, actually, it was really funny. Um, a guy called Nick Scott, um, uh, who's a very, very good friend of mine, and, and the company that we started actually is now, you know, a very big company in London with, you know, 200 employees mm -hmm. called, called The Big Group. And um, it was amazing. I, I met Nick um, and basically we got drunk in a hotel <laughs> called The Goring in, in London. And um, 
within, I guess, 24 hours, he wanted to be my agent, right? So I already had an agent, Alan Rushton, we were doing some other things. So I yeah. said, look, I've already got an agent. Um, but here's what I wanted to do was get into production because I'd obviously done a lot of stuff in front of the camera. And then I thought, you know what? I, my, my real passion was like, I want to get behind the camera and start making stuff. Yeah. And uh, within 24 hours, um, he offered me a job. I said, well, I don't really want a job. Like, let, put me with somebody important so that I can learn, right? I'll work with them. I'll be their assistant and make their cups of coffee or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did. So I started working with Nick. Um, and then within kind of six months or so, I was out on the road, you know, producing stuff. And it was actually a, an amazing, I don't know, five, eight years uh, where I basically traveled the world again, making documentaries and making, you know, stuff for British Airways. I used to do British Airways. Okay, let me tell you that. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, In-flight entertainment. So, you know, that, that was an amazing time. I literally went to probably another 20 countries like Venezuela and, you know, all over Europe and America yeah. and whatever. Um, so I basically did that for, I guess, the next eight years. So I guess most of the 90s until about 96 I basically traveled the world again. So I was very lucky. I was obviously had an amazing time doing the BMX stuff. And then for the next eight years, mm -hmm. you know, I ended up making, um, actually making stuff, which is what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I was very lucky there. And then basically about 96 or 95, I met Kanye King um, and uh, quite randomly. And um, within, I guess, six months, we'd launched the, uh, the Mobile Awards in, uh, in England. Um, so that's where it started then in England, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mu Music of Black Origin Awards mm -hmm. um, is, is basically the full name for it. Uh, it's still running now. She's still, she's still doing it. So she still does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that, was a, that was a real baptism of fire. Luckily, I'd done a few events and stuff, you know, with whole shot stuff and yeah. all that. But this was a whole different ballgame. So I, I basically, we started this thing and... Uh, Lost a ton of money on the first one, to be honest. And it, we got it broadcast. But the way it came about was Lionel Richie, um, we actually bumped into at a party, right? <laughs> at a music party. Did say hello? Um, well, we did, he didn't know us, but right. I'm, I'm talking... So this is 90... This must have been late 95. Mm. And so we got talking and we said, listen, we're doing this event, but the music industry is not supporting us. We're doing this thing called MOBO Awards. Mm -hmm. And he said, I love that idea. I'll, I'll come. He, he volunteered. He said, I'll come. Oh, wow. So that allowed us to, once, once we confirmed that with him, um, we then managed to get the record labels on board a bit. But more importantly, we got Carlton Television. Um, so we did a deal with them to broadcast this thing. And this was our first ever award show. Yeah. But Lionel Richie showed up. Oh, wow. And then, so he was, he was the main performer. We got a few others. But, you know, for the, for the five years I was involved, from 96 to 2000, um, you know, we turned it into a huge event. We, you know, we used to sell out the Albert Hall. You mm -hmm. know, we had all the major, pop, every major pop star in the world, and uh, Mastercard sponsored it. We did uh, Mastercard's first music sponsorship for three years. Um, so it was incredible. Um, so that was. So I went from, you know, so what? What I mean, what I'm trying to get at is that that whole '90s period was. You know, in a way, just as exciting as what yeah. I did in the eighties. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't wasn't much reason to kind of keep thinking back about what happened in the yeah. previous era. I think about it all the time now. Yeah. Well, I think social media is also it's <coughs> you're reminded daily, aren't you, when you yes. you log on because it's yeah. throwbacks and old school and yeah. Um. So it's easy, but yeah, you can see why. Yeah, everyone kind of I think a lot of people lost track for. 
Just yeah. kind of checked out for a long time until social media came back around, you know? Yeah, and also, I mean, I think we might have mentioned it before, but going to the, uh, the US Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the first one we went to, was, I went to was probably 10 years ago, I guess. Uh, you know, that was amazing because that brought it all back. Yeah. You know, whether it was Stu Thompson or whether it was Greg Hill or whether it was, you know, Eddie King. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was an amazing time. But yeah, so, so the 90s, that was basically how I did the 90s. And then, then um, I think in 2000, I created another show called the World Electronic Music Awards. And you were still living in London during all this time? Um, yeah, I moved to the States actually in 2000. Yeah. Um, so that was part of my process of getting out here. So I sold out my half of the show. And put the money into the Electronic Music Awards, Dance yeah. Star. And uh, then, yeah, then, then went on to do that. And we launched that in the States and in England. I must have been mad. But we did. We basically <laughs> did a show in England and a show in, in the US each year for three years. Yeah. Um, but that was a big show. You know, we sold that to 54 countries around the world. So it was, it was a very big show. Um, and that's basically how I, you know, that was my reason for moving to the States, really, was the, the Dance Star Awards. Yeah. Um, and I've been here ever since, 20, 22 years now. Who were some of the biggest stars that you got to like? Really like, oh, he was really cool. Oh wow! Well, I tell you one thing. Or who I did was a dick? Do. Maybe. Um, well, I mean, we did like Mobile Awards was everybody from Tina Turner to I don't know to uh, Beyonce to uh, P-, P Diddy to I mean, wow, everybody. Yeah. Um, and then we kind kind of did the same thing again with with the uh, the Dance Star Awards um, because we when we launched it in Miami, we took over like seven blocks of the beach and we did it outdoors. So, you know, we had like cameras in the sky looking down and like, you know, we had every major um, music artist around. They all came to the show and a lot of film stars as well. Uh, but one of the things I remember is that um, I had a, a, I kissed Beyonce at the, <laughs> at the MOBA Awards. Right. Um, and it was one of those awkward moments, but I'll never forget it because it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. So, you know, when people kiss each, you know, you sort of move in to give them a kiss on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah, French style. Uh, he, she went left and I went left. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> and it, it kind of, you know, ended up... So, yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting moment. But, yeah, we had, we had lots of things, you know, and obviously with the years I've been doing that show, there's lots of stuff that went on. You know, it's like we had P. Diddy and his entourage came to the Dance Star Awards in 2000. How many people did smell like a thought in his entourage? Oh, 50. Really? Yeah, yeah, at least 50. Cool. Um, and then all of a sudden I get a call. It's like, uh, okay, we've got a problem. Um, I think if somebody in his entourage, they all had guns or something. So yeah. obviously we didn't want to let anyone with guns on the site of our, right. our reward show. So yeah, then, you know, so obviously, you know, lots of drama going on like that. That used to happen all the time. That happened in Mobile Wars as well. And there's always stories like that. Oh, wow. um, but, I, but I think I was lucky that... You know, my, my DNA is about events and, and, uh, and filming stuff, you know, always has been. So yeah. I was lucky I got a good start with the BMX stuff. And then, you know... When so it really did, helped all that stuff at the start. You kind of learned a lot then. Yeah, well, I learned a lot later. from the front of the camera. Yeah. Um, and then once I had a bit more knowledge about what went on in the back of the camera, behind the camera, then it was much easier for me to get this stuff done as opposed to, you know, just having a dream. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that was an amazing time. So the 90s was absolutely incredible. And then once I came to the States, you know, I, I, uh, I bought into a TV station here and, you know, we developed that as a, as the first nightlife TV channel, um, in the world actually. So I'm going back to 2004, I think. Something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, and we, and we built the station out and we covered the whole East coast and you know, that, that was amazing. So that was an amazing experience. And then, uh, we basically sold out of that in 2008. And uh, since then, I've been doing tons of stuff across all kinds of different projects. And the thing I'm most proud of recently is we just finished our first movie mm-hmm. uh, called Pub Monkey. 
And uh, that that was a big t- big job. It took us a couple of years. We finally finished. Is it out? Um, it, got, it comes out in August. Is that um, based in England? That's oh. yeah, it was shot in England. Yeah, London. Yeah, in London, yeah, in South London. Actually. Oh, right, cool. And it's a little bit. It's it's like a gangster stroke love story stroke black comedy really. Yeah. Um, and some amazing actors in it, and um, it's a brilliant. You know, it's a it's a very simple but great story acted out well. Even if I'm saying this about our own movie, but yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, basically a guy who's a pub monkey who's basically in a pub. Yeah. And he entertains people for drinks, right? So he'll tell <laughs> jokes and whatever. Yeah, as long yeah. as you buy him a drink, a drink he'll, just, yeah. he'll just talk. I mean, we all know these, yeah, these kind of people, every right? town, weren't they? Right? Yeah. Back in the day. So, well, and then what happens is his girlfriend gets kidnapped by a drug dealer and then all the people he's been entertaining, he tries to pull together to go and rescue this girl. Yeah. Um, and by the end of the movie, you know, I won't give everything away, but there's a couple of twists and turns. Um, but, it's, but it's amazing acting. We, we, we really lucked in. We've got some amazing actors, amazing director, amazing producer. Um, and uh, the movie's going to do very well. Yeah, we're launching it on uh, August. Oh, cool! Look forward to um, look forward to seeing it. Yeah, and there is a YouTube page, by the way, uh, called Pub Monkey. So uh, go and have a look, guys. You got like, like, like little teasers and stuff. Yeah, we've got teasers up there. We've got uh, the trailers and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, um, never posted anything about that unless I missed it. Um, I did. I did a while ago, uh, but I'm yeah. about to do some new stuff because we've got a couple of new trailers and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. Um, Trying to think what else and you know, all that stuff and all. Uh, you did a lot of DJ stuff as well, right? Like a lot of DJs were involved in the award show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the award show was basically about electronic music, so yeah. it's all DJs and. and that is that stuff. bigger now? Because it seems like the DJs have huge followings, don't they? Oh my god! On Instagram. It's, and it's, that. I mean, this is why I'm bringing it back, to be honest, because it was a it's big like show. Again. Yeah, it was a big show when we did it last in 2004. Yeah. Uh, but now the whole world has changed because I mean, electronic music is truly a global genre. Yeah. Seems a lot um, bigger in America now, doesn't it? Because it, the nineties, it won't, was it? Well, um, no. I mean, well, when I did Dance Star, it was all. It wasn't a niche. I wouldn't say that, but it was, you know, compared to what it is now, it was like a, a, a like a, a little village as opposed to now, globally around the world, it's a twenty billion dollar business. So, and I mean, the DJs were earning sixty, seventy million dollars a year. So you know, for well, the big guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that wasn't happening when we did the last Dance Star show. So. Um, so yeah, bringing it back has a huge appetite for it. It's going to be a global live stream, uh, global TV broadcast. Um, this will be the biggest show I've ever ever done. So I'm really excited about that. Right now. Did you uh, did you do the whole rave thing in the nineties, late eight? I did. Acid house and that. Yeah, did a bit. Yeah, organized a few raves, and uh, you know we we actually took over an old disused church, <laughs> and. Um, and and it was it was quite funny because well, the the only way you could do this was to have lookouts. So you know, yeah, you, you've got you. It was the beginning of cell phones. Like a flyer of the first yeah, year, right? Yeah, fire so radio. It was all like word of mouth and text that people had their phones and whatever. But what used to happen is obviously the police became wise to it after a while. So yeah, you couldn't do the fields anymore because they had, they had ways of spotting if anyone was doing anything in the field. Yeah. So we took over this old church, and um, what we had like six six or eight lookouts all around the place, and then. Me, myself, and uh, Grant Goss actually is an ex ex BMXer. What's his name? Grant Goss. Mm-hmm. Um, he was around in the uh, in the eighties. Yeah. And uh, so we we sat we sat in the building next door. Yeah. But had various lookouts and everything, kind of doing, you know, uh, putting the show on. And of course, you get raided. Um, and then what would happen is that you'd get raided by the police. They close it, close it down. They'd confiscate all the equipment. Yeah. 
Um, but we'd have more equipment in reserve, so we'd give it an hour, and then we'd relaunch the damn thing at the, the same, same place. At the same place, and then um, nine times out of ten, you'd still get away with it. It's like it's almost like once they've readied you once, they're done. Yeah, it goes out of yeah. their mind, you know. But yeah. then we carried on. So yeah, we had some amazing fun with that until we tried to get all the equipment back. Um, and then it probably a lot be, of shady stuff back then, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Um, but I mean, but DIY. It's very hard to describe. It's like it's, it actually sounds strange, but the beginning of BMX, there was so much excitement because it was so new. Yeah, right? and everybody was like, they had a real passion for it. it this was the first time that certainly I'd experienced, or, or anyone had experienced something like this. Because yeah, all gathering, it's all underground. It was the like, same, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, 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 same, yeah, same yeah, kind yeah. Of buzz. Yeah. Um, you couldn't. We, you live. For, I mean, I. I was never a big party, but I, when that during yeah. that rave thing, that you live for Thursday night. Thursday night absolutely. was warm, warm night. Yeah, Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday just just sleep for three, four days, whatever yeah. you know. And, and we we <laughs> must have done probably. I mean, yeah. I, I I can't really think when that was. I mean, it must have been eighty nine into nineties. It was literally yeah. nine. Acid house and then into rave, really. Yeah. So I mean, so I but I loved the music anyway. So yeah. it was always. But you know, we got we got arrested and stuff in the end. So I thought, you know what. My new career with British Airways isn't going to look good if, right. I'm, if I'm in jail right for doing yeah. raves. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we did a bit of that. That was an amazing time, and um, so yeah, so that was good. And then I, so since then, actually, since 1990 or 89, um, you know, I've always been involved in electronic music in some way. So whether it was the TV station we built in in the states or. You know, so I've been lucky. Well, it's one of my passions. I've been able to do twenty years basically doing it. Yeah, yeah, so. and a lot, a lot of people ask me. You know, you're in, you're in Miami, uh, currently, but you've been in Vegas. You still flip flop back. You yeah. just tell me you're going to Vegas after this for a little bit. Um, so, what, what's your, what's your like day to day in Miami? Well, I mean, Miami. I mean, everything's for, um, you know online anyway, so that actually just doesn't matter where I am. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think what happened was. You know, the, the truth is, I mean, I live in Vegas, so you know, I've got, got, got the place there, but it was like I, one of my best friends ever, a guy called Christian, and Christian Ellison, and so he was, it was his birthday or something in Miami, just before the pandemic. Yeah. So I basically went out to see him, you know, we, we all pied up, everyone came in from all over the world, it was great, brilliant. Yeah. And, I, and, if, and if I'm honest... I just didn't go back. Right. Like, you know, I guess Are you like been, South Beach? Are you done there? Um, it's, it's, it's North Beach, actually. Yeah. Right. It's North, South Beach is chaos. And I didn't, you know, luckily, you know, so we're, we're basically North Beach, North Miami Beach. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I basically didn't go back to Vegas. Just basically <laughs> stuck around. Right. Um, so, but I go, I go back and forth. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I think Miami, I used to live in Miami. I lived in Miami for 10 years. So yeah. I think I'd love to go. I, well, I'm, I, technically I am. So I am going to actually base myself in Miami now. Yeah. Until we do all this stuff in Vegas. I don't know. I don't know where. I mean, I could work from anywhere, so it doesn't really matter. I've got a laptop with you. Yeah. But I've fallen in love with Miami again. Oh, yeah. I, I love Florida. I always just like go racing. Yeah. Anyway, Florida, I always thoroughly enjoy it, you know, yeah. just the weather and everything. And um, So, yeah, so don't, can't blame you for that. Um, let's speed up a little bit then. So, yeah. as most people listening now, we've set up our own British BMX Hall of Fame. We've yeah. talked about I've done a couple of podcasts already with with Paul and uh, we talked a little bit about that but it's uh, November the 5th in yeah. Birmingham um, I just thought we'd give a little little update on uh, how's everything ticket sales and everything's going really good right yeah I mean here's here's how you gauge whether something's going to be successful and I think you know you there's always you sell tickets you know in three parts basically when you launch it in the middle of it and then you sell most of them before right before the event yeah um, 
I mean, I am very proud to announce, Mr. Holmes, that we've <laughs> sold 60% of the tickets already. Yeah. And we've still got six months to go. Yeah. So I think that's, it's, it's been amazing. And I think, as, as you know, and, uh, you know, Mike and, and Darren know that, you know, the response has been amazing. Yeah. We've had some, you know, there's, there's always going to be a couple of negatives, I guess, but yeah. Tim March. Um, <laughs> is this where we talk about Tim March? Let's get it that. Yeah. Let's, 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 we'll do, yeah, why not? So Tim's negative a little bit about it, isn't he? So what, tell me yes. what your thoughts on the whole, whole, well, whole deal with Tim. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I never really thought, because I mean, I think as we spoke years and years ago, you know, I mean, the one of the few times I did talk to Tim and it was actually in Las Vegas. So I guess it must have been 10 years ago now, something like that. Yeah. So we got together in Vegas, we drank all night and whatever, but you know, and the subject was Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it's like, well, I was, that, that's why I'm surprised at Tim's reaction. Cause I mean, he was, you know, he's he pretty much against us, against the whole thing. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, honestly, he gave a lot of reasons, but I, I don't understand it. So. Right. So I was a little bit, and I, even after all that, I then, you know, did a Facebook post saying, come on, Tim. You know, don't just get on board somehow. We yeah. can't do you know to do a Hall of Fame without Tim on board. Whilst we are obviously, but you know, it would have been nice if it have like said, "Look, I'll, yeah. I'll help you. Let's see if we can get you know make this the best event we can make it." Yeah. So I'm a bit flabbergasted. I don't know why he's doing that, but yeah, uh, I don't. I, I like to think it's not because he doesn't like me. It's because maybe, hopefully, genuinely, he's he doesn't like agree either. with it. You yeah. know. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, didn't both he block, of us. He blocked you on Facebook <laughs> yeah, as well, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I think the, the thing is with Tim, look, if, if you have to take it sometimes, if you're going to give it out, I know I, I, yeah. I've given it out numerous times over the years, and I've, you know, so you've got to take it sometimes as well. Sure. And yeah. if Tim is going to block you, block me, yeah. make a post that obviously people are going to screenshot and send us. Yeah. And then what I thought was funny, that he was edit, we were still getting some positive on his comments he was deleting comments and editing comments. Editing them. Yes. yes, I heard that. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know if he knew, but I think when you edit a comment, somebody's telling me that it says edit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, it says edited. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I think, Tim, yeah. if you are going to talk some crap, you've got you to gotta be able to take a little bit as well, you know, and, uh, you know, instead of just block the people out so nobody can can fire back at you. You're you know? uh, so yes. very weak of, of that, <laughs> yes. Timothy. No, yes, yes, Tim, come on now. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of people came came at me and said, well, I, I wrote really nice things about Hall of Fame on Tim's post. Yeah, And then it's, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The next morning I went to look at it and it yeah. wasn't there anymore. And I was, yeah. I mean, obviously that's when we realised he was in the comments. But, but you know, listen, I mean, it's, it's, Tim has to be able, you know, we're talking about this now on purpose because it's it's just fair. You know, he's, mm. he's, he's said some things about Hall of Fame you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Tim. I just, I don't like his attitude with the Hall of Fame. I, mm. think, I think he's wrong. Well, I think, I think he should get it back. I think it's affecting because a lot of his friends are supporting it, you know? Yeah. So, and, yeah. and, and I think we, we've discussed a lot why we're doing this for the right reasons. Yeah. And we want to build on this and we, we get in. Of course, it's not for everybody. We understand there's some people not into it. I see that in the US. Some people yeah. just don't engage. They're not into it. It's not their thing. They don't like nostalgia. I totally get it, and the same in England. But we're getting a lot of good response from a lot of the people we didn't yeah. even think that would get good response from, you know. So that's Absolutely. why it's yeah. made, motivated us to to carry on. You know, Darren O'Neill, you know, Mike Wong, Mike Mike's Wong. traveling all over the world, you know, and still doing this why he works and stuff. Darren's on the ground yeah. floor in Birmingham. Both of them are doing so much hard work, and, and I think when yeah. Tim um, 
attacks us is is attacking yeah. two people. You know, I think he actually sponsored Darren for a while. You know, just like and they definitely don't deserve. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they, these they, guys they, are like yeah, the yeah. BMXs on yeah. the planet. Yeah, they're just um, good good people doing things for the right reason. Yeah. And I think when he thinks he's getting at myself or or, or at you, then I think he's got to remember is um, there's other good people involved, and obviously yeah. we've got other people that are helping with this. You know, our selection you know committee, Clive Goslin. Yeah. Um, Scott Dick and a lot of people that are friends with Tim as well so yeah. I think it's unfortunate that um, it's maybe putting his own elite going in front of really you know a lot of people that are, uh, are still support like him and friends with him as well you know so it's kind, yeah, of, kind of a Kind of sad, I think, that he would still attack, yeah. you know, with that. Well, I, I think the thing, I mean, just to finish on Tim, we don't want to keep talking about Tim, but, I mean, it, to, okay, we're having a bit of fun with it, but it's like, what annoys me is that, you know, I know Tim has always been keen on doing a Hall of Fame thing, um, and it just, it just seems to make no sense. I would understand if it was like a PR thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, let's, let's stir some shit up. Right. But, unfor- but unfortunately, it's like all the people that... I think are in his circle or whatever, they're all coming to the show. They're yeah, all supporting yeah. it. Yeah. So it's almost like, well, hang on. Uh, so now's your time, Tim. Yeah. Join us or you yeah, know, yeah. at least start supporting and us. And we have, just just to say, it's, for us, we have reached out, you know, I know Mike talked to him a little bit and the yeah. friends are like, we, we want yeah. him to come, you know? So yeah. it's like, we're happy to break bread and, and that, but obviously it's it's done now. We're all kind of... Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, the yeah, train yeah. has left the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, um, mm, but, you know, mm. what, what I would say as well, it's, it's just a shame because I think, you know, I have an up and down relationship with Tim for, for forever. But, you know, Tim is still the freaking man. You know what I mean? He's still part of the BMX history. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was hoping for, that he would at least, you know, tacitly support it and say, isn't it great that finally, you know, as BMX is one of the only sports that has no recognition of its history. Yeah. I mean, what a, every yeah. other sport has, you know, recognition, yeah, yeah. you know, from back when it started. Yeah. Um, so even on that basis, Tim should at least be supporting this and, yeah. you know, saying good things about it because it is a good thing. And seeing some of the people, you know, Darren is uh, our ticket master. I think he's the one yeah. that's really on top of everything. Ticket and, you know, shoot over Texas who's, who's booked tables and stuff. And, you know, yeah. he'll say, it's guess just... who got a table today, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like Steve Pete has got it. Yeah. Amazing yeah. that Steve's coming. Obviously, his, his, his wife, Adele Croxon, yeah. was a, a top girl racer and won yeah. many national championships. And uh, for Steve to come is, a, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, just, and even get a guest shooter. It's like, you know, when we, when we heard Geff was coming, it's like, wow. It's like, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, you know, but I think there's a the general recognition. I think it's safe to say ninety or ninety nine percent, ninety eight percent of people yeah. in the BMX community. Even guys who sponsored Anthony Revel just yeah. got a you know rode for Tim. Yeah, that's why he's coming along. Yeah, we found out today. Didn't yeah, he's got a got a, a, yeah. a text this morning. Revel just got a table for eleven. You know, uh, I, I thought a really cool one was Dave Dawson. Obviously, huge history with his his dad and himself. Dave's like half the Harvard's team are going to be on his table. You yeah. know, so yeah. and. and it's uh, yeah, just great, great to hear some of these names, and not everybody's on social media. And then I think when some yeah. certain people find out, then um, it seems like the words getting out there, not just within Facebook and, yeah. and social media. So I'm pretty sure motivates so, us, you know. It, it is, and, and and let's face it, this the enthusiasm. I think it's fair to say, with with you know ninety nine percent of people that we're we're talking to is is incredible, and it's like it's it's, it's almost like we've lit a fuse. Yeah, you know, there's a combination where the Olympic guys did really well, so that renewed the interest generally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've—it's the right time to do this, and um, I think this thing will sell out in another month. So yeah, um, you know, it's—it's it's amazing. It's going to be amazing. And yeah, I, no, absolutely. Uh, not just people catching up. It's like you know, because in this kind of setting where 
you know, I was talking to Craig Schofield about this the other day. It's like, you know, he was looking forward to like going table to table and being able to talk to people that yeah. he hadn't seen for 10 years or mm-hmm. 20 years or whatever. So I think as a sort of gathering place, it's going to be amazing, but also to see, you know, the hardest working people in the, in the industry mm-hmm. and, and, in, and the rioters and everything else from the 80s get rewarded for it yeah. or, you know, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame yeah. um, is really special. Um, so, yeah, really excited. Yeah, we really started excited. rolling out our categories. You know, we've been doing it for the, you know, every Wednesday we'll roll out uh, the top eight in each category. Um, and then obviously we're going to, once we've rolled out every category, then we'll, we'll middle, you know, have a final uh, debate, I guess, between ourselves and, and whatever we've read on the social media and comments and thoughts that are constantly coming in. Then we'll make... Um, you know, that as a group effort, we'll make our final decisions. But yeah, we've already done the uh, Pioneer f- Female Race. We've got great response yeah. on Amazing that. Response some of the girls that. on that, you know, some yeah. of the, the top eight in that, you know, Alice Temple, and uh, no in particular order, Alice Temple, Sarah Jane Nichols, Debbie Scott Webb, Jean, uh, Jane Windle, Donna Duffy, Melanie Borvell, Rachel Holmes, Alison Dye-Gudas. And yeah. uh, it was just great to, to see it's all their reactions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we did Pioneer Influencer last week. Uh, the top eight was uh, Malcolm Jarvis, Sue Jarvis, Alan Rushton, uh, David Duffield, Jeff Wiles, Don Smith, Martin Higginson from BMX Weekly, and Jeff Barraclough. What I did want to say is because a few people are, why, why he's not in, why she not in, why are they not in the toilet? Hmm. I think Mike explains it the best in a lot of the posts, you know, it's like we've got a lot of catching up to do and even to... To, 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 to come up with eight names is, is tough. Exactly. You know, when, there's when there's so many people. Yeah, yeah there really do, is. You, you know, do a category for 100 yes. people in each category. Mm. Um, and, and I think it's a really good point because, you know, there hasn't been a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. for the last 40 years. Yeah. So obviously there's so much to catch up on. Yeah. But, but also I think, you know, as, as um, you know, I'm a great believer in that the more debate we get about this, the better. Because yeah. I think it's, it's, it obviously helps spread the word about the event. It's no, we're never going to get it 100% perfect, but I think it's, it is the important point that, you know, with 100 people per category that, you know, could well be, deserve to be nominated, yeah, yeah. you know, you have to narrow it down. Yeah. Um, and over the next, you know, couple of years, there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, if they don't make it into this one, you know, they'll be in the next one. So yeah. And we are going to open up more categories as well. That's another yeah. thing I wanted to say, because a lot of yeah. people have said, well, you should do a category for, for media, for this, and, and, and it's all yeah. stuff we have talked about. And I think once we've mm-hmm. got this, first one in the bag and hopefully it'll be a you know a success and everybody will be motivated and, and happy to continue and you know everybody out there who came will enjoy it and yeah. uh, we can open up some more categories and, and get creative and, and and like i say get, bring new people in to help and yeah um to really uh yeah continue to grow no, totally you know? and i think you know the, the, there's a lot of considerations it's like you know we, we didn't want to do a six hour long event um, so, you know, that, that's a factor on stuff as well. Yeah. But, I, but I think you're right. I mean, as, as the event sort of grows and develops, you know, for, for there may be a new team involved next year. You know, we, we might not even be involved. Yeah, yeah, year. we might get thrown um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, but, but I think the event is being done for the right reasons. It's not about making money. It's about setting a standard for the next 50 years. You know, I mean, I would call this a, a you know, a top of the pyramid event. There is nothing like this event mm-hmm. for the whole sport of BMX in, mm-hmm. in, in UK. Um, and that's really what we're trying to establish. So yeah, it's very exciting and uh, we want everyone involved. We want ideas, we want people to help. Uh, we want suggestions. Um, and I think as we've seen from, uh, you know, and this amazing category, the one, one we launched yesterday with the uh, Pioneer Influencers, you know, I mean, it, Malcolm Jarvis, obviously for me, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. brings a lot of yeah. memories back. All those guys that are nominated yeah. bring memories back. 
But, you know, when you think about the very, very early days, where it's Jeff Wiles, Malcolm Jarvis, Sue Jarvis... Um, Alan Rushton, your agent. Alan, Alan Rushton, your yeah. age, So he went on to be your agent then, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he Well, he, he did a lot of things. I mean, he put together the... Um, uh, the Kellogg's, mm-hmm. which is obviously that's a landmark for BMX. You see, I didn't know that till you told me that. You know, yeah, we spoke yeah. about it a long time ago. But you yeah. you said he was literally the guy behind all that. Yeah, and and I, I think he's, he was connected with a lot of other firsts as well in, in in BMX. You know, behind the scenes. I mean, he wasn't out front. You know, he, he, nobody got to see him really. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of his impact on the early days of, of BMX, you know, it's, and they went into road after that. They toured Britain. Yeah. He did. Well, he started to tour Britain for the cycling, and then he brought the tour to France. They did a couple of stages, I think. Yeah. In the, in the UK, I mean, he was responsible for that. So, but but he was he was a big player, a big factor because yeah. obviously with the Kellogg's. That was dramatically improved the the, the whole sport oh, you know, yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of the reaction to it. Yeah, it was it was huge. Yeah, yeah that was eighty four and eighty five. Yeah, so yeah, but but it, but for me, you know, looking through the names on that list, all of them, um, it's incredible. You know, that, that's what really brings back the memories because you think, wow, yeah, he did this and he was there and he was that and, you know, from the first race in Brockwell Park, I mean, David Duffield, for instance, you know, he was he was amazing with the whole Halfords crew. Um, so yeah, incredible, and I, I'm, that, that's what really brings back memories. So I think when when we do this thing on November the fifth um, in Birmingham um, <laughs> at six pm, right. um, you know I think that's it, it's going to be incredible. You know, there's so many people that are going to see people that people haven't seen for thirty years on the one hand, and then on the other. the the memories will just make it a lot of people are already booking hotels for the whole weekend you know it's like say just one night to catch up and one person says what time does it finish uh one guy emailed me says what time does it finish i says um i think we have the room till one or two and we can go on longer after that if we decide to and i said he said wow that's that's a late night for a lot of people i said well it is but there's a hell of a lot of catching up to do and it's like you know what we're all like when we all get Couple of drinks and everyone starts talking. So and and I know there's, there's just that my friends I know they've already booked hotels for yeah. for the night before as well. You know, so it seems like it's going to be a whole weekend thing, and hopefully it turns into a regular thing. I, once I a think year so. And, I mean, and, I'm not um, going to mention any names right now, but you know, people are talking about after parties. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, wow, I never expected that. Like you know, the Hall of Fame after party. Yeah. Um. You know. So yeah. I mean, I think and we're getting interest from the states as well. Some of the guys. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't yes. want to confirm anybody, but we know yes, quite a bunch of guys are talking about it and. And, and yep. looking into flights and stuff. Obviously, it's near Birmingham Airport, and it'd yep. be uh, pretty easy to uh, easy to get to. I, I, yes, I mean, well, I think we're gonna have some big, some fairly exciting announcements actually as we get closer to the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, let's not forget the Americans' influence on on, on what we did. I mean, obviously, Americans don't qualify for the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. yet. I mean, we we'll, we may do an international category eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think it's an important part, and I think you know, just just imagine like if we can get a few of the Kellogg's riders over. You know, it's, it's, it's be like a reunion. Yeah. You know, from well, I know two already have already well, yeah, exactly, talked about exactly. it, you know, so, if so, we could, so I think yeah. from that perspective, it's going to be amazing. Uh, but but it's needed as well. You know, as I say, it's one of the few sports that has no recognition of the old days so, mm-hmm. of its roots. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely enjoying the process to say we have a constantly we're on, you know, myself, me, um, you, Mike, Darren, yeah. and then Clive. And Scott as well, we're just constantly all chatting on our WhatsApp groups, different yeah. groups and stuff. And uh, it's great. It's, it's fun to be a part of it. And it's, say, when we get good news or, you know, say somebody said who's booked tables or something's yeah. happening, it really motivates me to, yeah. that we're doing it and, and, and I'm really having fun being part of it. And um, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, this week, so I think by the time I drop this, uh, probably be midweek, so probably about the same time we'll drop this week the Pioneer Racer 
top eight. And really, again, that was a hard category oh, to, yeah. to bring down into eight. So I'm, uh, I think, let's say you'll probably be, you might have just read the eight already. But uh, for the ones that are maybe listening and, and want to look a bit more into where we're posting everything and stuff, obviously our website is BritishBMXHallOfFame.com. We're going to start putting this podcast in there. There'll be a, um, a link at the top of the page there for podcasts. So we'll start archiving these British ones. Um, and then obviously on Instagram, British BMX Hall of Fame and Facebook as well. And that's where we put every Wednesday the uh, the latest eight and uh, we're posting stuff all the time. We put a lot of stuff on, obviously Andy gets a lot of traffic on his first, on his Facebook. So we put a lot of stuff on Andy's stuff and then kind of tag us all in and uh, we kind of spread it out that way as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, just just get it out I there. I think this know. next category that we're doing Wednesday is gonna, yeah. you know, we'll set a few tongues wagging. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so many people. So, and I get every category is the same, you know, yeah. so, uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm looking forward to the response and I think it's a good mix and uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's gonna be good. Um, if you want tickets, we've got all the information on the tickets. Again, it's all on BritishBMXHallOfFame.com. It's Eventbrite, Eventbrite.com, right? Or yes, anyway, Eventbrite.com. The, okay, that is for tickets and all the information. You choose your meal and stuff, so it's pretty easy to go. Um, and I think that's uh, pretty much uh, a good update. I am going to do another update with uh, Paul Roberts, Grot Bags. We're going to get into some of these uh, top eight in each categories. And, you know, Paul is Mr. Dissector. He knows, you know, me and him are constantly talking about um, the eight people or who should be in and should be in. So me and Paul will kind of dissect a little bit more. So we'll start uh, banging a few of those podcasts in the next, um, yeah, maybe another one even this week with Paul. And I'm actually going to the UK in the next couple of weeks as well. So I've got a couple of podcasts um, planned over there and some riding and stuff with some of the guys and hopefully going to be in London for a couple of days to catch up with people and do a bit of work on all this stuff while I'm there. So a lot going on. Um, yeah, anything left to say, Mr. Ruffle? Not really. I mean, I think we've covered most things there. I mean, you know, my, I just want to say that, you know, I'm so excited about this Hall of Fame thing. It really is going to be a game changer, I think, for the way that we kind of, you know, talk about the history of the sport because there is, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, from what I can tell, British cycling don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's do something that, you know, we can build on our own over the next few years yeah um and build the history of our sport because it isn't recorded anywhere no no absolutely and then no. i say when we're washed up and all well we already are but when we're really washed <coughs> up and all we can pass it on to hopefully where yeah. the, the next group of people want to take it over and uh, continue yep. this thing for many more years to come so yeah all good cool thanks ross let's go uh um, gonna go downstairs and have good some to eat yeah yeah good to chat and uh, we'll catch everybody thanks for listening and again this is a new podcast uh, so just look at everything, everything British BMX Hall of Fame, and you should be able to find it. Bye. Cheers. See ya. See you November the 5th. <laughs>